Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you this wonderful evening of recording? I'm doing great. Um, hello, everybody. How's our, Hey, Evan, how are you? I think uh, I'm really happy. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it's fall. The summer's over. I don't, I don't like um, the summer ending, but I do like the fall a lot. The fall's a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to that. I agree with you. I think um, I, I don't really know for a while what my favorite season was, but I think summer is my favorite. Uh, there's just something about it. I know it's oh, yeah, blazing hot here. It's blazing hot in Disney World in the summer, but there's just something about it, you know, getting darker later, summer nights, all that kind of stuff. But today it was a high of 74 here. It was beautiful weather. Uh, it was, you know, very low to no humidity, 74 probably what it feels like in California outside today. So I understand why people like it there. So today we're going to talk about my Disney experience, the app that you may love to hate. And, you know, we, we hear a lot of people, Brian and I talk about it a lot. Brian, you know, this is maybe his pettest of pet peeves of people walking around with their heads down in the parks. And we just talked about this before we started recording is, is the thing that you love to hate because you have to do it to make your experience better. But we've had a lot of questions come in and a lot of people just really, I don't know if the, the word of don't know how to use the app is strong, but maybe they just don't understand where to find some stuff, how to do some things. So I figured that we would give a general overview of the app itself and some tips and tricks for y'all spoonies so that you would know and be comfortable with using my Disney experience. So my Disney experience is acronymed MDE. So if we say MDE, you know what we're talking about. Um, so before we go into the app, Brian, you know, it's really important that, you know, because of the cell phone is so integrated into the guest experience, having, you know, like a power backup charger, uh, having a case that charges your phone, something like that, because of, you know, the addition of Genie Plus and all these other things we'll talk about, and the importance of your phone, having an extra charging source, whether it's a fuel rod or whatever, is really important. That's my experience. I agree. No, I agree. There, it's it's a necessity. It's something that you need to do. Um, nowadays, the fact, back in the day, okay, so let's, let's, let's take the clock and move it back 20 years. 20 years, there were certain people that had a lot of tips. They would read books. They would listen to podcasts. They would try to, you know, go on message boards. They would get the tips and the tricks to go and navigate a Disney vacation. Then through the years, people got more savvy. And um, a lot of people understood all the tips and tricks. They really weren't tips and tricks anymore. Pretty much it was it was everyday occurrences. And only, only a, uh, a small percentage of people didn't know these things. Now, let's, we, now we move ahead to my Disney experience time. This app... And this is almost a necessity to what you what you're doing because if you do not do it, 
your your experience will be impacted. Um, it, it's if you Correct. don't have one, you try to go to have. You, you could certainly have a great trip. There's not. I'm not going to tell you you can't, but you're going to miss out on a lot by not having it. Yeah, and and before we talk about the app, and because the app has a lot of good, let's go ahead and get the bad out of the way. This app can, as much as it'll help, and we'll talk about how this can augment your vacation. It also has problems. Um, it definitely has evident problems. Uh, it and I, I don't know, Brian. You know a lot more about apps than than I do for sure. I don't know if the problems that this app has is just because when you're in the on property, not just in the parks, but on property, and just the bandwidth of so many people using this app at one time, especially around that 7 a.m. mark. I don't know if it just can't handle the traffic, uh, but you have apps like Amazon and all these other ones where these, like, you know, Amazon's maybe not even as big as Disney. So Disney should be able to have an app that works as well as like Amazon's or other apps you know that can perform well under quote-unquote pressure. And so, it has glitches, and the glitches can affect your experience and your trip, uh, and it's and it's evident, and, honestly. No, and you're right. And you, what you, what you just said, you echoed. You basically told told the truth. It's it's, and you know, for the people that are involved in technology and apps, one of the things you always do when you're testing any kind of system, even a you know a web page, you do stress testing, you do capacity testing, you do do load testing, you do all these kind of things when you're when you're releasing something. You try to make sure. Can it handle the volume and the usage that it's going expecting to get? The thing about Disney and the certain things like that, like Amazon has theirs and Amazon, believe me, they, they spend a lot of time doing that, but hardly ever in Amazon are people all trying to do the same thing. Right. That's right. So and that's the thing. And so here, what 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 with Disney, the big the big difference is when they're doing their design, they were trying they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is there's a short period of time in the morning where every single person in the parks, and this is every every hotel, um, every well in the area, every single person basically is trying to log in, right? So log in, they have to basically get a successful login, um, hook into the system, make a reservation. Well, authenticate. Do I'm sorry. Authenticate. Make a re- make make a reservation. Do those kind of activities, um, all within a, sur- sh- a short period of time. And pretty much everybody's trying to do it. Um, that is, it taxes the system. It also limits you for what you can do because you have to handle that incredible amount of volume. Um, very difficult. And and I don't. And I can tell you, obviously, there's some talented people being able to do it because the fact that it does work most of the time. That's the one thing that we have to we have to give credit to the Disney Technology Group because they're dealing with some pretty crazy stuff and not many Absolutely. other things. Now you know there are, there are sometimes you know like let's say a new iPhone comes out and let's say and everybody's trying to buy it. A lot of times those sites go down, right? Um, you you ha- it happens a lot and and hey a new something something is launching some new platforms launching. A lot of times it goes down and here. It happens. Not doesn't happen that often, but it is challenging. But I I do give them credit, and I don't think that's the one thing. I I uh, I am envious of the of the challenges because it's probably a lot of fun to solve these things and being on those teams that try to solve oh, yeah. these problems. But the networking and engineering folks of Disney trying to deal with this and the amount of capacity that they have to do to just make this happen and make it work 
you know, hey, hey guys, you, you know, right now, Evan, I bet you, if you look at the percentage of outages they have throughout the year, it's in the high, I'm sorry, of success versus outages. It's in the very high 90s. Like they hardly, they don't oh, have that sure. many outages, yeah. but when they do, they're disastrous. But if you think about it, we're making a big fuss over maybe less than 1% because yep. those that that's less right. than 1% does impact people's vacation. Right. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the one thing that people d- should know that. And, and, and then I'll, then I'll stop my, on my bed, my uh, soapbox about that. Well, it's true. I mean, look, people with pain scream the loudest, right? So we hear the problems more than the successes. And what we'll talk about is that this, it's a, to me, it's a beautiful app. It is a very user-friendly app. It is a, it's a visually appealing app. And I think it's organized well. It may take a little bit to learn it, but once you learn it, it's, very user-friendly. And once the guest realizes what is at in the palm of their hands, as far as accessing their trip, you can, you can do pretty much anything from the app. And I really mean it. Uh, so let's talk about the app itself. So something else really quick before mentioning this, it is incredibly imperative that before you start your heavy app usage that none of this is common sense, but Make sure you have the most recent update on your phone, whether that's iOS or Android software. Making sure you have that update is going to make sure that not just your phone's update, but also the My Disney Experience app is updated as well. You will have the best and most seamless experience. Otherwise, that will you know open up for some more problems. So getting that out of the way, we can actually talk about the app. So when you open up the app, you know, we'll talk, we'll we'll go very slow through this so that you know it can be soaked in an understanding. As soon as you open up the app, you sign in or you register if you don't have an account. Very simple. Once you do sign in and get that done, you have essentially five different options at the very bottom that you can choose from. You have a home screen or a a home. It's like a little picture of a house. You have a map screen or option. It looks like a little pin drop. You have a plus or addition sign. Then you have a magnifying glass, and then you have what's called a hamburger menu or stack menu, three lines. So that is what you see at the bottom, and that's like your navigation bar, right? That's how you get to places. So first, let's talk about the home screen. This is uh, kind of your snapshot, quick shot into your day, your vacation. Uh, It doesn't tell you a lot of stuff, and I think it's kind of a lot of... um, bloatware is not the right word because you know but it's like a not spammy but it's just a lot of advertising i guess for disney itself it's advertising for events it's advertising for just different things coming up maybe some entertainment in the parks the food and wine festival the galactic star cruiser watching videos articles disney plus things stuff like that so you really want to focus at the top half of this this where it just will greet you hello insert your name here you choose your you can have your character showing there and it will show you a snapshot like you have if you have Disney Genie and your Genie Plus reservation it will show you this right here you can also look at park hours if you scroll down a little bit that's really helpful you can also join the virtual queue right from the home screen but being uh, being honest Brian I don't really use this home screen a lot i mean it, that's what the app defaults to on the, i guess it's load screen course i'm coming up with all these words myself i know you know the technical terms but that's just what it defaults to and i typically jump to one of the other tabs on the navigation menu a lot of it's subliminal advertising or suggested advertising i i do anticipate and i go i don't know if they're doing this now and i i haven't done it enough where to where i can actually 
check this stuff out, but they're going to start making suggestions by, by your past usage and what and what what they notice your trends and things that you like because they're going to they're going to start suggesting that they've been gathering data on all of us for the longest time. So that is that is going to happen. But I do agree with you, Evan. I think that page is more for the the um, newer users or the people that don't have as much experience because it's trying to set the tone and do those suggestions and provide some advertisement. And it's a good space to do it if you don't need it. And if you don't need it, you just move on. Just like, you know, hey, you, you log into Amazon. How often do you ever look on the first page? You're going, you, you go right to the next page. And I think Correct. we're very similar. So they're very similar. There are some people that might want to look and they might want to, you know, browse and maybe they're bored and they want to look and, hey, guess what? I just noticed something. And there's a reason to do that. But in most cases, people are just going to move on to where they know. That's right. Yeah, great point about the Amazon or any other app that you use. I mean, some things, it's like your, even your phone home screen. that You have several home screens, plural, right? You, you have places you want to go, places you want to navigate to. So, Spoonies, if you're not driving, then follow along with us because uh, I think it's a good educational moment. The next one you can go to on the navigation bar is the map or like the drop pin icon. This is golden, and I'm going to say that probably about a lot of other stuff. But this is the map feature. Now, if you are not on property, it's going to default directly onto the hub of, of Magic Kingdom. It's gonna, you'll see the castle. You'll see some wait times around the castle. And that's the screen that you're on, wait times. So they're actually at the top. You can do filters or you can show it in list form instead of looking at the map. But the coolest part about the map is you can hit the drop down arrow next to wait times and you can choose what you want to see. There's attractions, characters, dining, entertainment, restrooms, events and tours, photo pass, guest services, shops, resort, hotels, and transportation. I look at this a lot when I want to look at resorts. I'll filter to resorts. I can zoom in, zoom out. It goes all over property, and you can see kind of proximity and stuff like that for where you are. Another incredibly cool feature that I don't know if you know this, um, not you, Brian, you probably know this, but Spoonies. If you're in the park then or on property at all, when you hit that map icon, it'll show your blue dot, right? So it'll show your location, if you're sharing your location, where you are on property. So say you are at the hub and you don't know how to get to Pirates of the Caribbean. You have no idea. You see it on the map, but you would like a little bit additional help. You can touch on that wait time and then you can touch get directions. And it will show you almost in the form of like your favorite navigation app, like Google Maps or whatever, how to walk to Pirates of the Caribbean. Say you're in Tomorrowland, you touched Pirates of the Caribbean. It will show you turn by turn how to walk there like you're driving your car on Google Maps. It's a, that's a huge feature to me, Brian. I think a oh, lot of big, people don't big, you know, know about you that. Know, it's funny is I wanted to eventually, like back in the day, I always wanted to do something like that and try to create something to make that happen. And I was kind of jealous when, when Disney did that because I had thought about this a while ago. It was just trying to figure out how to do it. And obviously they're, they're the best people to be able to get that opportunity to do that because they know they know all the turns and they know everything. Um, I think it's great. It's a great way, especially for the novice people. One of the, one of the things through the years, if you ever go on some of the tours like um, – the underground tour in, in magic kingdom and the, like they teach you a lot of those tricks and how to get from one area to the park to the other, the shortcuts, yes. the ways to do that. That's one of the coolest parts of that tour. Um, and so some of us do know that, but a lot of other people don't and being able to 
navigate through the park and not always go the most direct route because you think sometimes you think going the most direct route is the best way. It's not. There's there's shortcuts all over the place. Cast members use it. People who work there use it. Um, they do it to use it to avoid crowds, and they're just not as obvious. And this this helps you. And this is a great thing. I think it's it's a great addition. Um, it's something that people should use more often. Do you have any sort of tip, trick, or thought on this particular tab about maps? No, I don't have any tip at this point. Um, all I can say is use it when you can um, and, and and use it more often. Just get in the habit of using it. That's that's the biggest thing. Is It's going to take some time, but I would also look, you know, obviously review where you're going before you do it. Don't, don't start trying to find things and, and just follow your phone and start bumping into people. You know, look to see the way that they're suggesting first, and then you could actually, most of the time it'll be pretty obvious. Correct. Yeah. Two quick things about the map tab uh, for me. One is if you're looking at planning your vacation at a different time of year. So say, you know, this is obviously debuting in the fall, right? So if you're saying maybe fall of next year would be a great time and you only go once a year, maybe you haven't gone at all and you're looking to plan to go, then you can pull up wait times and kind of kind of use that as a gauge. It's really hard, you know, based on different events, based on supply and demand, all those factors take into account. Yes, I understand that. But you can kind of gauge wait times throughout the year at different times and see maybe when you could plan your vacation. That's just a slight tip. Another great thing for this map tool is, you know, you know when you go and you check in, you know, we, we typically arrive by car. I know, Brian, you arrive by plane, of course, and a lot of people arrive in different ways. But when you check in, you're typically given that paper resort map, right? And you know, if you're in the car, they'll tell you that they'll kind of circle. You're right here and you can go down. They'll use their black Sharpie and they'll draw on the road where to drive to go to your building or, or they'll just either circle your room or whatever. They'll write your room number on that, that paper map. Well, that paper map is great if you want to carry it around all the time. But that's the purpose of this app is so that you don't have to do that. So, I, you know, I have this same app still pulled up on the same screen at wait times and I've zoomed into the Polynesian Resort. So say I'm on property and I checked in and I've never been to the Polynesian before and I want to know where is the Oasis pool? I heard them say that there is uh, two pools on property. There's a feature pool, there's the lava pool, and then there's the Oasis pool. Well, how do I get to the Oasis pool? This is also a great tool again, just like you can zoom in in the parks. You can zoom in on your resort. You can filter to resorts. You can see what things are called. It actually, if you zoom in really close, it'll not only tell you like the names of the pools, it'll also tell you the building names. So you can see where your building is in proximity to other places. It'll say like Bora Bora bungalows. It'll say the beach. It actually has the word beach on the beach. So if you scroll in close enough, you can see different areas, different um you know, where stuff is inside. If you're zooming in, like, for example, we're sticking with the Polynesian, zoom in really close, it'll show you if an aerial view of where, like, Ohana is or Boutique. Like, it'll show you what side of the building those are on. And it's just, it's a great tool. Yeah, it shows you I'm where the beach chairs there, are. It shows you where the beach chairs are. Look, it shows you yeah, everything. The volleyball net, it shows you there's three palm trees on the beach. <laughs> like, it shows you everything. Right. And it does this at each resort. It does it at um, Disney Springs. You can actually 
you know, zoom into the golf course, see where the bunkers are. I mean, you can see everything just like on Google Maps that you could see. And you could use Google Maps, but it's not going to be labeled. It's not going to be as you need to use this app if you're going to use a map feature. And so you can get lost on the map side if you want to. But going and showing by like characters, it'll show where character meet and greets are only. Uh, you can go to PhotoPass. It'll show you the location of PhotoPass photographers. So it's an endless tool. And it's a really great tool. So it's that's a it for outdated. the map. It's a little outdated, though. They have the... They have the spirit of aloha and luau cove still there um even though i know they're, I yeah. know they're redoing that they still have That's that a good point so either always... way, it is it is amazing yeah it doesn't show you all the alligators in the water either but i mean it does show you a lot um <laughs> i i uh i do think it, it, i mean the bungalows look so cool and it is it like folks i am a big fan of i love google earth i always like to look at google earth and see all the different things i love going to the disney parks and looking at google earth if you've never done that you should do it because that is really cool but this is almost like you're looking at that from google earth because it's a great view um they've done an amazing job the design is terrific uh it's totally you know even go look at the wedding pavilion too like over in uh, grand floridian you can see all that um it's just great go I, the thing about it is you could probably spend hours doing this so do this don't do this when you're at the parks. So you're going to miss things around the parks. But when you have free time and you're sitting at, sitting around on a plane or a, a monorail or a boat, go and look at this because it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the map uh, section of the navigation bar. So if, if we go in order, you look at the addition or plus sign with a circle around it. Think of that as it's a kind of a quick select menu or a quick way to add. It's a plus for a reason things, items, experiences to your vacation. So there's typically, they ch they actually changed this. So it, it doesn't, most recently, the third one in line, shop and store was added a few months ago when you can actually shop in the store. So talking about that for a moment, certain shops, which are the larger shops on property, World of Disney, Creation Shop, The Emporium, those kinds of shops, the larger ones, you can shop in store. You can scan items with your phone. It will put it in the cart, and you'll see little stations in these shops where you can just walk up, show the cast member your your uh, kind of like your QR code, your receipt. They'll ask you if you want a bag. You can say no or yes, and then you're out the door. You skip the big long line. I highly suggest this, Brian. This shop and store feature is like what mobile ordering used to be when mobile ordering yes. was that that whisper that no one really knew about and, and you could mobile order and pass all those people in line for flame tree. Like you used to talk about. Um, and they would be staring at you with how's this guy getting his food. And I've been waiting here for 20 minutes, but exactly. mobile ordering is exactly. now since COVID has of course boomed and a lot of people know it shopping store is still really good. I mean, I can't tell you, man, last time we were there at creations, the line was probably eight or nine people deep. And I just used the thing. I mean, I only had one shirt, I think, and so just used the app, scanned it, walked up to the lady. Nobody was standing there with her. She said, you want a bag? I said, nope, we already have a bag. We'll just take it. And she said, all right, have a good day. And, you know, we walked out and it was, you know, literally five minutes to do that. So that's one of the options on there. It'll show you what locations you're near and allow you to select a store. This is where you can check for dining availability. It's where you can order mobile food. You can also add certain items like memory maker or tickets or passes or that kind of stuff, make your park reservation, or you can hop to your genie day and tip board. So let's talk about that for a second. Your home screen, you can hop to genie. 
on the add edition where we're looking at now, you can hop to your Genie tip board. And then we're going to see in a second on the hamburger menu, you can hop to your Genie board. They are making sure that on most sections of the app that you can access Genie very quickly. And we we don't, we talked about Genie before. We can talk about it a little bit if we if we feel like we should when we get there. But um, they since it's new and it's it's all around the app, so you shouldn't have a problem finding your tip board. Uh, we'll see in a second. It's going to be right at the top on the hamburger menu. So. It's not a, a issue to look for that. But I use the plus sign a lot, of course, checking for dining availability. I guess that's what I use it the most for. Yeah, I like, I am a big fan of my my Genie Day. I like that a lot because um, it seems to me, to me it makes, it, it's more, it seems to me it's more customized. But the, but I go back and forth on the tip board all the time because you never know what's going to happen there. And, and, it, and it's, so I, I think, you know, a good way to navigate this and play around with it is you need to go back and forth and you have to figure out, you know, as your day is going by, what's more important. You go back and forth a couple of different times because you're going to find things that show that pop up at the last minute. So you have to, you have to be fairly active. Um, just like if you think about it with the old, um, with the, the old uh, fast passes, you had to be a little active to see if something came up at the last minute. And I would say it's the same thing here with the genie and, and you know, Hey, magically, you might be trying to get Astro Orbiter all day. There's always, you know, 70 minutes long. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, it's 20 minutes and you just realize that. And and that's that's the kind of stuff that you want to keep looking for because you never know how often things change. It, it changes a lot. And you, and you probably know patterns. If you're an experienced Disney person and you go back and forth from the parks, the patterns change from day to day. And I think right. statistically over the years, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people and you know I'll, I'll give a shout out to Touring Plans, which I think has done a great job with statistics over the years, trying to figure out what what people try to do, what are their trends, what time of mm-hmm. years are the trends, what what on their daily date, you know where 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 does the crowd tend to go on a certain day, and the funny thing about it is the data is great and and the data they have amazing data and and I think. I think it even rivals Disney into a little bit because they've been compiling it for so long, but you can never predict on any given day what a crowd is going to do. So it, it could be, you know, July 3rd for the last 18 years, people followed one certain pattern, but just guess what? On that day, there's a rain, there's rainstorm or there's something else going on or something breaks down and the entire pattern of the, the crowds change. So you can predict all you want, but it's not going to matter. Where Genie Plus comes into play is it identifies these changes and patterns really quickly and it gives you these these updates and then you're like, hey, look at that. Something just opened up. So that's the cool that's right. the really cool factor of this that I that I that I love. Yeah, and I like it. I think I've since I've gotten used to Genie and Genie Plus using it, I, I'm I am okay with it. Of course it glitches like we've talked about already, but Overall, I think it's a good experience. I like how it's integrated, just like how FastPass Plus used to be, integrated into the My Disney Experience app. You don't have to get another app. It's all in one-stop shop for the guests, and I think that's really good. Um, going along the lines, good. the next feature, and l- let me just reiterate. On the home screen, you can see Genie Day. On the plus sign, I just mentioned you can view your Genie Day and tipboard. And now if you go to the next feature, 
you can see the magnifying glass. And before you even type anything in, it says popular searches. And the very first one says tip board and my day. So it's telling you that you can access your Dini day or your tip board pretty much anywhere. And we'll see in a minute. You can also, I'm going to say that this this tab right here, the magnifying glass, is probably one of the most important tabs for a guest out of, out of the whole app. And I think it's probably, I could be wrong, one of the most underutilized. Uh, this You can literally type in anything you want to, and it will tell you information about it. So instead of you, say you're in Magic Kingdom, instead of you having to go to the, the map feature, look for restaurants, you know, go to Cosmic Rays, pull up View Menu, or you're staying at French Quarter at Port Orleans, go to the map, pull up a menu. Instead of having to do that, just whatever you're looking for, I know it's obvious, kind of, go to the magnifying glass, right? You can type in Enchantment. If you type in Enchantment, it's going to come up. The first thing, Disney Enchantment, Showtimes, it'll tell you everything about it. You can add it to your day. You can get to walking directions. You can also hit Find on Map, and it'll pull up the map. You can... Type in whatever you want to. You can type in, Brian mentioned Astro Orbiter earlier. So type in Astro Orbiter. It'll tell you not just the wait time. It'll tell you forecasted wait times. It'll tell you, you know, if there's a height restriction, which there's not. Um, then it'll tell you kind of what the thrill type is. It's pretty much like the the Facebook page of whatever you're looking for. This is like Astro Orbiter's Facebook page. It has a profile picture of Astro Orbiter. It tells you where it's at. Say it's a Magic Kingdom Park. It's in Tomorrowland. It tells you anything about everything you need to know. You can type in a restaurant, attraction, event, show, you name it, and you can type it in right here and it will show it to you. I think this feature is probably underutilized. I think more people should understand this feature and, and look at it because I really think it's helpful. I, I, do you use the, and the, the magnifying glass a lot? Everybody knows how to use it. Oh, I use it a lot now. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I, I I got in the habit of using it when I, I was I had a little bit, a couple of glitches, so I started using that, and it was this always works, always works, yeah. and it works a lot more efficiently than most of the other things. If anything else glitches or have you have a problem, always go here. And like for example, I just typed in, um, I just typed in like look the character, so I typed in Sully just to see, and and then it says meet Sully at Walt Disney Presents, and it tells you where if you want to meet Sully. Then I typed in presidents and it said you know the whole the presidents but i also just typed in p-e-r-e-s p-r-e-s and then it said coin press machines and you click on that it tells you for anybody who's like one of the fans who likes those little like pressed coins it'll tell you like all the different coin press machines throughout the parks like all these different things come up and that is the coolest thing because then you're going to see exactly what we just said when everyone was talking about when you were talking about um looking at the maps and looking at things and looking at the names and looking at things like that here, you might see something here that you don't even know that's available. And then you click on it and you're like, I got to go do this. Um, it's just opening up more options for you. And it's just showing you the vast amount of things that go on in a given day in any Disney park. And you're only probably hand you're only, when you go to visit, you might, you might even have the greatest day of your life at a park. And you've probably only did 25% of the things available in the park that day. That's right. Absolutely. You know, another thing I just typed in was celeb. So say you're thinking, oh gosh, there was like a something that was called celebration, like, you know, and it was a parade 
and you just type in celeb. And so the things that pop up, so you're looking for Mickey Celebration Cavalcade, which is several down, but you also see meet Olaf at Celebrity Spotlight. So it tells you where to meet him. There's Celebrity 5 and 10. Um, there's also articles that talks about Disney Vacation Club celebrates 30 years. You can, you can actually tap in room celebrations and it'll explain how to give like floral or gifts to people for like in room celebrations. So again, you can type in whatever you want to here. It's going to find it. And I think like Brian said, it will tell you everything you need to know and more on the magnifying glass feature. So I guess that leaves the last one, uh, which is the, the stack menu or the hamburger menu. This one is kind of like your almost like your settings page in a way, but it also has a lot of stuff in it. This one is probably the one um, I use the most. I think the magnifying glass is underutilized. I use the maps a lot. I don't use the home screen, but the stack menu I probably use the most. So highlighting some things on here, again, like I said, right at the top, what's the first thing that's listed? Tip board. <laughs> tip board, yeah. It, you're gonna find a way to get to your tip board and your Genie Day and Genie Plus. So that's that's because they know you need it. And they they know how important yeah. it is. See, they don't want people futzing around trying to find it, right? So they make it easily. That's great design. That's great design practice. You make, you know, we know that that's the most important thing of anybody's day. Let's just make sure it's a it's an abundance. It's easy to find, and it's all over the place. Yeah, and of course at the top, it's really cool. It says "Welcome, Evan Dickens," and it has. Kermit the Frog greeting me as my current character selection. Uh, and you can choose all whatever characters. Brian, you probably have Mr. Incredible, don't you? Chris, I do. Of course I do. Oh, no, I figured so. Mr. Incredible. I have it on my All right. Head. So uh, it's, it's a given. That's a given. I know. So you, you got your tip board. You got your Genie Day. Tickets and passes. That's a really good one. This is where, and you can kind of, you can actually see everyone that's connected to you under family and friends. Your tickets and passes. Uh, it making sure that they're loaded onto your phone is very important. Um, it will probably ask for authentication in the form of either a face ID on iPhone or maybe some other password or something. Um, you can see everyone you're connected with and your friends and family, their passes, but also you can see your passes. And if all else fails, say your magic band fails, something like that, you can go to this one and it will pull up the barcode. It will allow a cast member to scan it at the gate and give you a, a, um, like a, an actual hard copy ticket that you can use saying that your magic band or something else is broken. So it allows them to scan it and automatically link it to a card for you without you having to do that. Disney magic mobile, uh, which is, you know, kind of makes your phone a magic band allows you to enter into the theme park, enter into lightning lanes, you know, use it, use it in the form of a magic band really is what, it's what magic mobile allows you to do. Future plans is an important one to kind of show you your forecast of your trip. So say it's Monday, you're staying through Friday. You can tap future plans. It shows you everything that is coming. Virtual queues. This is important too. Now we mentioned virtual queue on the home screen because on the home screen, you can join a virtual queue right there. Or it's this is interesting because uh, virtual queues right now, there's only Guardians of the Galaxy. And so... Brian, we talked about this before. I really think that virtual queues are going to start being utilized more for, I know they use it for new rides, but yeah. And Evan, and I think this is a great, this, I know we, again, we've talked about this and we've 
we've gone through our experience of doing it. And Evan and I have had, we had interesting really early in the mornings trying to get into cues. But I could tell you one thing, they're getting better with this. One of the things about Guardians, which I've heard, and again, I have an experience that you have, but the virtual queue process seems to be better. They, whatever they've done, they've improved how it works. They're going to keep improving it. And if they can improve it more, I guarantee you it's going to be a lot easier for them to utilize it more and more because it just, it helps the flow of crowds better. So they are, they are going to, I, I, you're, what you're, what you're saying is it makes a ton of sense to me. Um, and, and hopefully it is, you are correct because I think they are going to, I think they are, I think it's here to stay. They're going to be, there's going to be a certain amount in every park because it really does make your experience a lot better if you don't have to deal with it and you can, you can plan your day around certain things. Um, it, it'll just be a better experience for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be more utilized for sure. Uh, especially with some of the, the, the more popular attractions, I think it's kind of a no brainer to get into a virtual queue for that. So uh, the next two is mobile food orders, photos. Those are self-explanatory. It's just good to know that they're there. You can you know, find all your food orders. Say you have three open at one time. <laughs> you could go right there and you could show them all in the park. Resort hotel. I know I use that one a whole lot because when you tap on resort hotel, it opens up a whole other area of the app uh, it's not a it's not a separate app or anything like that it doesn't take a long time to load it's just kind of like your resort hotel reservations landing page pretty much this is where it'll show your resort your your room number your type of like package or whatever your rate it'll show your party it will show several other things on the tabs like it will show um, restaurants it will show entertainment it'll show your pool options it'll show shopping uh, like i said dining options there and if you click you know tap on dining it'll come up the restaurant you can tap on that for the quick service option it may allow you to do mobile ordering that kind of stuff so resort hotel is a good one so if you're like evan and you don't have a resort if you tap it it'll say link a resort reservation so you put your number in put your last name hit submit and it'll automatically find it and link it to the app for you. So that's how you get a resort hotel linked to your app, or you can hit that um, plus button and you can get a ticket and also buy a ticket and it'll link to your account that way. So that's how you would link like a package or a ticket or something like that to your app. That's probably one of the easiest ways to do that. So I know I use that one a lot, Brian, I'm sure you do too. Oh yeah, I definitely do. So park hours and info, you can go here. Uh, that's a good one, too, if you don't want to use the home screen. The home screen is probably where I go to the most for park hours, but you can also use this. There's a mobile checkout option, and there's also Shop Disney. That will open up an external link to Shop Disney app. So say you want to go look for a shirt. It's your last day, and you're just mad you didn't buy it at Animal Kingdom. You can go ahead and just tap right there. It'll pull up Shop Disney. Play Disney Parks is the next one on here. That is a separate app. We'll probably pull up either that app if it's installed on your phone or pull up your app store or Google Play Store for you to download that app. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't I don't have that app. I don't use Play Disney Parks, but I know a lot of people who do, and I, I know they thoroughly enjoy it. So I would – Brian, do you use Play Disney Parks? We we used it when we were playing the game, one game in Epcot, but th that's the only time I've used it. So really not very often. Yeah. 
the first time I ever went on Rise of Resistance, our our good friends, uh, Pamela and and their family, they all were. Uh, I was with them in line, and they had the Play Disney Parks app. And there is a game on Play Disney Parks that you can play in the Rise of Resistance queue. And there's different hidden. It's not really hidden. If you look for it, you'll see them like QR codes throughout that queue. It may be on like, there's like a case of, you know, fake grenades and it's got a barcode on it. There may be a barrel that's got a barcode on it or one of those costumes in the case that has a, uh, a barcode on it. And pretty much you're trying to collect different barcodes for either bounty or different reasons on the play Disney parks app gives you something to do while you're waiting in the queue and walking along to try to find these hidden barcodes in the queue. So Play Disney Parks is definitely for that guest that wants the extra level of involvement and who's already familiar with it. I wouldn't suggest, you know, maybe your first time going, downloading the Disney Parks app, unless you just really like that kind of thing and that's what you've planned for, because it will take up a lot of time because Disney does offer a lot of game integration within its parks. So I think this is going to become really big one day i i, I think it's big with yeah, a certain it, crowd it, i have i actually read something in one it might have been in one of the dvc magazines i, I but it they do want to make it so like the play disney is going to be a lot of the stuff's going to be in the resorts too because one of the things oh yeah with families is that if you're in a resort and like say you're not going to a park one day um, you don't have, you know, okay, you can go to the pool. There's, there's, there's always things to do at your resort. Like there are, there's bike riding, there's things to do. But sometimes the younger kids are like, hey, you know, what, what are we going to do today, Dad? What we and um, that would be a great way to keep people occupied um, there too. So I do think that they're going to start expanding it all throughout the whole um, area, the whole Disney area once you get through the gates. And you're going to see a lot more there too. Um, it's almost like, um, what's that called? Geo tracking, where they have they have that. There's there's a big game. I, I know I know a couple of my friends play this uh, geolocation um, games. They do all over the place. Yeah, I like anticipate Pokemon that Go that's, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. There's going to be something um, big there with that. Now, I play Pokemon Go. I love Pokemon Go. And po- actually, Pokemon Go and yeah. Disney is another whole. We could do an episode on that. It's pretty wild. But they're going to do stuff should. more like that, Evan. I, I think they're they're just starting now. They're just starting. Um, it's going to expand and there's going to be a lot more cool things. So again, don't, don't um, minimize it at this point because it's going to happen. There, there's going to be more. We're going to see this over the next couple of years. Just build up. I think, we're, I think it's also due to add to the list to, to talk about play Disney parks uh, because there's a lot that you, you can do right now. And I think that's a yes. good education episode as well. So we'll leave that be for now. Of course, magic bands and more. That's a recent addition, if I'm not mistaken, where you can go and look at your Magic Band Plus and also your other Magic Bands. It's a quick kind of place to go to to link or unlink or update your uh, devices. Chat with us. This one is huge. And sometimes that one's not there. So if if no one's available to chat with you, that option, you're not going to see it on that hamburger menu. It's just not going to be there. If there is, it's going to be there and you can tap that and you are connected in my case, now that you know Disney has a lot of cast members back on staff, and it's you know, during COVID, it was a little touch and go with how quick someone would respond. But I've gotten responses pretty quick on the chat app, and this is where you can go if you can't figure out something, or if you're having glitches, or 
or issues um, that are not, you know, imperative to your vacation where you maybe need to go talk to someone. Uh, but like, okay, for instance, I, uh, we were on vacation. This was during COVID. We were staying at Coronado Springs and not during the midst of COVID, but this was, I think it was after the, like the first wave. Anyways, it was, we thought it was safe enough to go. There was still a lot of stuff closed, but we were staying at Coronado Springs and we had went to the character warehouse. So uh, I was driving back and I had Emily hit that chat with us button. And, you know, I told her to ask if the El Mercado food court, which is the main quick service at Coronado Springs was open because I didn't know if it was open or not. And, you know, that's where the magnifying glass wouldn't work out. You know, you hit the magnifying glass, it's going to show you the hours or it may say, you know, something else, but it, it's not going to maybe tell you if it's actually shut down because of COVID or whatever. So chatting with a cast member like that, something that's not imperative, but it's informative. You're looking for some information and the cast member can help you uh, without having to maybe call or something like that. So that's a good addition as well. No, it is a good one. And, and one thing is don't, you know, I, um, I was the type of guy that if, you know, when I used to go to, you know, if you go, I went to a shopping mall and they had an information booth, I would always go up and ask them like, Hey, you know, who's the 18th president of the United States. I would always like to say, Hey, if you're asking for information, let's go see if they really know what they're talking about. <laughs> so I have, I have, I, one time I was in line board and I was kind of, and I, and I actually said, Hey, what's the capital of Montana? And, and the, and the cast member actually replied back. Like it was hilarious. Oh, that's like, I, like they must have, they must have had a nice day. They were probably like laughing. They said like, what is this person asking? And, and, but they, were cool enough to to reply back with the answer and that was that was that was funny so that to me um you know the you know cast members always have a good sense of humor and everyone's no problem instead of they're probably getting so many people complaining about stuff and then then somebody like me who says you know says a stupid thing to them and they say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna answer along but i'm gonna play along and they did you know and um that was funny but yeah i i don't recommend doing that so but it but if no yeah i, I do funny. like the they fact that the cast members are funny enough yeah. yeah, they should reply they to should the capital said, Sir, sir where are you located Anna. so we can send security? Where, where, Sir, yeah. can you tell us where you're located so we can send security to get to grab you right now? There, right. No, but, uh, but no, it, yeah. it is they cool. should. Yeah, they should have told you the capital was Hannah, so you could be Hannah Montana. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> dad joke. So there's transportation icon, which is, I think that's kind of new. It'll show you transportation options, Skyliner. You can actually look at the map. It takes you kind of back to the map feature. But it'll show you a list. It'll say Skyliner, minivan, parking, bus service, monorail, water. You can tap those. It'll either tell you directions to those or show you on the map how to get there. And then everything else below, everything I've just mentioned, is a lot of um, your profile. If you need healthcare service accessibility, rules of the property. That one's you know probably important if you're looking to break rules or not if yes. you need to know if it's a and rule right, and right below that is is what cast compliment right yes that's the one i wanted to highlight yes, which, cast okay go ahead let's go yes yeah, talk about that because i want i wanted to talk about that one good yes huge deal right here um typically before and this is a new addition to the my disney experience app beforehand twitter was kind of your place to go you could go over there to twitter and do hashtag cast compliment and and tweet and the cast would be recognized by doing that well disney smart enough was able to add this feature into the app. So when you tap cast compliment, it'll pull up a separate screen 
And it's very, very easy to recognize a cast member. All you have to do is say the reason, the location, if you can remember their name and their hometown listed on their, their name tag, and the date, that's also some better information so they could locate it. But recognize the cast members. You know, that's just a reason why we go to Disney is because of the the cast member to guest interaction, that customer service that is unlike anywhere else that you can vacation. So recognize them. I know for a fact that they they get they get stuff from recognition. They like they get praise from not just management, but they'll sometimes get certificates, that kind of stuff. It's it's helpful for them. A, it's really helpful for them to be complimented. So if you're, you know, if you if you have a cast member that even is just treating you amazing, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying only give cast compliments to, to when you get pixie dust. No, that's not what you should do. You should give them anytime that you feel like a cast member is offering you service that is is kind and friendly, exceptional for a reason that's helpful for you and they go out of their way for you for a reason or they're just being kind. I mean, look, y'all, This we know that cast members don't make as much money as they should. So if there's a way that we can help them by going in there and just giving them a cast compliment, which takes all of a minute or less, 30 seconds, then I know that's just going to help their day and that'll, give, that'll, that'll actually help brighten their day when they receive it. So that was, that's my, yeah, I, I've used this a lot. No, I've used this a ton. I feel, you know, especially when I, on my trips, I, what I usually do is I go through and during the trip, I, I mark down, you know, anybody who's helped me or done something above and beyond that I feel is just amazing or, or part of, you know, the Disney experience and make my experience better. I always tend to do that. And my family does the same thing. And we, we always tend to, I will usually, I'll do the cast compliment. I will also write a letter. I've, write, I've written letters pretty much after the last 10 trips that I've done um, to Disney. Yeah. And, and they always reply back to me um, and, and thank me for it. But I think it's so important, guys, because people say, oh, it's not Disney anymore. The magic's not there. A lot, you know, and these people deal with so many people that come in and are just rude or complaining and you know, and you know, you see the people that just no matter what happens, they're never happy, and they and they take it out on the cast members, but they still try their best to be magical and helpful and happy and friendly and make our day better, and this means a lot to them. And you know, I, I have family members that have, been, that have been cast members. I have friends that have been cast members. Um, this is uh, this is they they look forward to this stuff so. Please remember to do that as much as anything else. This is this is as good or anything as anything else you could do. If, pe- if these people are doing good by you, let's do good by them too. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So that's cast compliment. Definitely, definitely use it at least once your trip. Make it a goal to use it at least once your trip. The last two to mention outside of the helper or privacy and legal ones listed there. Um, these are... I think both new. I know the car locator one is, but link to account is new. So this is what I was talking about. Say your magic band doesn't work. You need to pull up your ticket and pass, have them scan it. They say they give you a physical card or something like that. You can hit link to account and you can open up your camera and it'll automatically link it in after you scan the barcode. So that's something cool. You can also hit tap and that opens up if you're phone is i forgot what iphone or later that has the rfid reader at the at the top this is a way you can tap your magic band tap your ticket 
or something like that, your Magic Band Plus, and it will actually link it automatically to your My Disney Experience account just by tapping your phone or device up to your Magic Band. So that is really cool too. You can also enter in an ID, like a ticket ID, resort number, res- dining reservation, and that will link it to your account. The last thing to mention is the car locator. This one is really cool because it's new. It's very, very cool. Form. Yeah, that's so, another one I wanted to talk yes. about. I was waiting to talk about because yeah, that is so talk cool. No, well, so here's, here's the, real, the big piece of this, that what, which I think is great, is we all know it happens to all of us. You go in these big parking lots, you park a car, you're, you're so happy to get, you know, you're excited to get to the parks, you're excited to go. You start walking away and you forget where you're, what section you put your car in. Like, because some of these parking lots are, are gigantic. And also, if you rent the car in Florida, <laughs> this is this is happening. Come on. And you guys, I, I guarantee you, I, I, whoever is listening, you know, like, you know, actually maybe comment back and tell me if this happens to you. But most of the rental cars in Florida are white because of the sun. And, uh, you know, because, it, because otherwise the darker colors team tend to, um, you know, pull the heat in. So they, they, they rent white. And I have actually been, uh, and I know, I know where, where my mom lived in, in Delray, whenever I go to the parking lots, I'd see like hundreds of white, small cars, whether they be, you know, Toyotas or Hondas <laughs> or Nissans, it would, but they would just be just yeah. unobscure common cars, all white. And then what people would do is at the time where, where they had a lot of, um, antennas people would put little bandanas and things on their antennas to tell mm-hmm. them apart because there would yep. be a hundred white cars but one would have a red ambient and so you go to these disney parking lots if there's a lot of rent the cars they're all white they're all small cars you just got the rent the car you don't even remember exactly what it looks like and you're trying to find it and so the only thing you can do is walk around with your with your door clicker and wait wait for a light right. to go on or wait for the noise right otherwise you can't find it so yeah. now yeah. Disney Disney knows that that's a problem. They probably have to spend so much time driving people around. Hey, I can't find my car, and they're driving around. Is this your car? No, that's not it. Oh, how about over there? Well, it's a, what, what's your car? It's a white car. Okay, what kind of car? I don't know. It's a small car. I forget what it was. It's a rental car. Well, we'll just we'll just keep driving. Just click your clicker, and then finally you find it after like twenty five minutes. <laughs> so Disney was probably like, yeah. you know, guys, we have to find a way to help our our, our customers. So There's got to be a better way to do this. And this is so easy to do. So. I think this is a great addition. When I heard when I heard about this, I applauded on the side. Um, great thing. So check it out. And um, I think this is a, this is another way to tell you that Disney's thinking about us. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing fancy on using this. You just make sure nope. location services is on, and you you tap save vehicle location. There you go. So say you're like in um, Woody row thirty two or you know Discovery row. 11 at Epcot or whatever, you know, it'll tell you where it's at. It'll not only tell you, but it will actually show you where it's at location wise, or say you don't want to do that. You can actually enter it manually as well, based on what park you're at or, or et cetera. So that is a cool feature as well. That is, um, that's all of the how to's and walkthroughs of the app. Brian, what else, anything else you want to mention about the app itself before we close it out? This has been a great, way to look through it because we've actually talked about things that sometimes people don't realize, but, but like anybody else, everybody's going to find there's certain things that they're comfortable with. And I think that Disney's done a good job and I, I have dinged Disney in the past for their user experience, but I also understand that their personas of the people that come in to use this app are very varied and very different. You have the, 
you have the people that are new newcomers, you have the people that are more experienced, you have the people that just are coming for the day, and maybe they just want to do a couple of different certain things. So they have to design this for a lot of different approaches to what they were gonna they're gonna do. It's not the same for everybody that does it. So they made it in a way that it's varied enough to make it work um, based on what you're trying to do. It might not be the exact thing that you would have the way you would have it set up, but everybody's different. So they've taken that into account. But I can say everything is very easy to find, and I and I cannot amplify that enough or amplify that enough because you know as I as well as I do when you're struggling and trying to find something quickly you want to be able to find it quickly you don't want you don't want the app to be something that's going to slow you down and it won't you need to get familiar and I and I think Evan and I will both always tell everybody you know before you go on your trip go look at this go look at the tool don't the the first time you turn it on should not be when you're waiting in line on the first day of your trip at the parks okay right. get the magic kingdom you're like oh yeah that app let me turn it on and you've never yeah. turned it on before you you have right. to you should get yourself familiar with it and if you do that it'll just make your trip that much better absolutely and um i look Spinnies, i know this was maybe dry a little bit educational which is what i hope it is i hope somebody learned something, but this is a great reference point episode that uh, hopefully you can share with your friends and we can share out for people who need some help with this app. Um, I mean, it's, it's technology, right? So it, there's a learning curve for everything that we've, uh, are kind of experiencing and what Disney rolls out. So hopefully this episode will be uh, current. I mean, they may add a couple little changes or add something to like that hamburger menu or whatever, like they have the car locator, but Hopefully that'll be smaller, few and far between, unless they do a full app, you know, overhaul or something like that. That this episode is is always going to be green. It's always going to be um, accurate and current, and it will be available that we can say, "Hey, episode one hundred and six, the Spoonie guys talked about uh, my Disney experience." That's what we would hope you will say. So share it with your friends, and maybe it will teach them something about the app. But Find this discussion. Maybe you have questions about the app. Maybe there's something we didn't cover or just a, a thought that you had in the head or comment about the app itself. You can find us on Facebook, A Spoonful of Podcast, Spoonie Nation. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Email us at info at a spoonful of podcast.com. Send us a Facebook chat if you want to, to, to Brian or myself, and we'll gladly answer any question that you have as well. And of course, wherever you listen, please leave us a rating and review. It really does help spread the word. But without further ado, as always, broadcasting from the backside of jungle waters. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.